I'm looking for people to walk into my life that I'm paying attention to who are going to offer me something that can change my life or at least alter the direction I'm heading in. That's an influencer to me. Influencer and YouTuber are the second and third most desired jobs of <laughs> kids growing up right now. They've been hurt. You know, there's been disappointment, and they've just kind of hidden it, Tim. And what I do know is this. Once we come to terms with some of the personal issues in our lives, our professional life advances at astronomical Right. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I have Reggie Brock on me with Beacon Supply. How you doing, Reggie? Good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're talking about the fight to find a real mentor. And I had to work in fight into this because you got a black eye. What, <laughs> what happened? Dude, it's getting old. I, I woke up this morning, and my wife's like, what in the world's under your eye? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it was just black. I, I've got no clue what happened. Um, but, um, you know, after 33 years, she's kind enough to at least point stuff out to me, so I don't embarrass myself. But it is what it is, and it's there on there for the good. And to your point, you know, fighting to find a good mentor sometimes takes some struggle to it, but uh, they're important to all of our lives. Absolutely. And I've had some good mentors before. I'm not going to lie. A lot of them did come with a price tag. I've hired a lot of coaches and stuff like that. But there is something a little different to a mentor-mentee mm -hmm. relationship than just a coach and a student relationship. So how do you find a mentor? <laughs> or like, do you, do you have any ideas about that? Yeah. So um, I have the privilege now of what I consider mentoring several guys across the country. And I think some of it has to do, so first of all, look at the word mentor. What does it mean? I thought it like was this unrecognizable characteristics, things I didn't have. And so it kind of scared me. And I'm like, so I finally just looked it up. And the word mentor just means experienced, trusted advisor. Mm. So to find a mentor, you need to find people who have experience in the area of interest that you're looking Right? I mean, mm -hmm. you don't need to go to someone for advice that's not been there, done that, and can explain to you maybe some ways to overcome and compress time. That's the thing that I love to do with guys is, look, I've failed. I've messed up. I've had successes, but I can compress your time. I can redeem your time if you'll just pay attention and listen and apply these principles that I had to learn that you're not going to have to spend as much time trying to dig around and figure out. So. I think being experienced is important. And then, you know, it, it says trusted advisor. Listen, trust is a is a valuable commodity. And I, I always look for people that no, I don't just trust, but have a history of trust with others, right? I mean, I when I run in and I start meeting people, I look at the people they run with. I talk to those people that they run with before I would ever, ever ask them to consider mentoring me. Um, so I want mm -hmm. somebody who's trusted, trusted in life. I want them trusted mm. in maybe a specific industry, uh, I, whatever it may be. I want them to be trustworthy because if I'm gonna, yeah. I, if I'm gonna spend time with them and them with me, I want to make for sure that it's time well spent. And then the final word is the advisor. You know, listen, mentors are not dictators. They should just be advisors. They should look into your life based upon the information that you share with them and give advice. And so when I'm interacting with 
one of the guys that I'm in, I, I'm having this relationship with, and to me, it's a relationship. It's not transactional. Now, there, listen, and you said something earlier about, you know, is there cost or could there be, should there be cost associated with mentors? I think it's it's to each its own. I mean, there are certain times that that pricing uh, or, 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 or charging is one thing, um, and others there's not. But at the end of the day, you need to find somebody who can give you advice. I had a guy tell me this one time. He said, you know why I chose to want to have you in my life? I'm like, no, I don't. He said, because you're not afraid to tell me no. And you're not afraid to tell me that I might be going down the wrong path. Yeah. Uh, because when I go into a relationship like that, I'm looking at all the compartments of your life, and I'm trying to draw pictures together that will help you become better at whatever the effort you're after. And so, you know, I, I, I hope that kind of gives you a clear idea, but mentors are an important piece of our life. I think sometimes like finding a non-paid mentor type person yeah. is good because unfortunately just with the incentive of money, there's a lot of people in coaching, a lot of people that haven't really done something that are yeah. selling something. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so you kind of got to watch that. And there's always room. Like if you're, there's like, if you just need somebody to keep you accountable to what you said you wanted to do, you can pay somebody to keep you accountable to what you said you wanted to do. But then again, without the wisdom component, without the having been there component. Yeah. And a little pushback occasionally, because sometimes we need a little pushback. Because maybe maybe we're chasing something like a phantom. Like we're gonna also talk about influence and yeah. influ being an influencer and the fight to, I guess this is also a fight, we're fighting. Um, yep. We're fighting to try to seek something long-term and of substance of value, not just that phantom of influence. And so um, let's let's Wait, dive, let's dive do a little sampler platter and dive a little bit into that topic before we okay. go in deep on either of these, which is, okay. it's very, it's very seductive, this uh, allure of, of being an influencer. Even I, I talked to roofers that have been around 10 years and roofers that are just starting out and they, they want to be influencers in the industry they're spending time on TikTok. they're spending time on video there and some of it's for other roofers and they don't even have a business that's for other roofers they have a business yeah. that's for homeowners but we get we kind of get attracted to this um clout so like how do you <laughs> it's fun it's dopamine it's a dopamine hit of likes and stuff like that on social media so yeah. how do we keep ourselves and i am included in this how do we keep ourselves on the track of like focused on the things that actually matter for our business and our, our lives of value instead of going off on this track of following your dopamine hits. So I think you have to really look at why people are trying to be influencers as a start. And I think that there's a hunger and a desperation for applause and attention. And I think it's not because everybody's so weak or everybody's like, you know, um, deprived in terms of attention. It's just like, that's the noise, man. I mean, everybody talks about getting more likes and everybody getting more uh, views. And, and, there's, and let me say that there's nothing wrong with this. Here's where I have, here's where I would split hairs on that. If you're getting attention, like you're very good at that. I mean, I, 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 I watch you guys like you 
that get my attention. What I want to know is when you get it, what are you going to do with it and what value does that bring to me? If you're just trying to get me to look, to look, dude, I'm not interested. If Mm -hmm. I look, I want you to tell me something, show me something, direct me in a way that value can be produced in me by having met you. If we meet just because you're popular and you can help me move into something that will add that will bring value to my life, mm. even if I buy something from you, I want to know if you're getting my attention, what you're going to do with it. And I think there's too many guys out there right now who are just for the sake of getting attention. They're just blasting us and loud to us constantly. And, mm. uh, you know, I'm sure they get paid by somebody, but it ain't me. And I want to know if you're getting my attention, what you're going to do with it and what value it brings to me. Yeah, I think I'm certainly uh, guilty of this, but I I want to note, too, I I, um, have read this very good book. uh, It's called The Attention Economy. And essentially it talks about these apps. These apps are making money off your attention. Mm -hmm. So they're both – they're – the app themselves, let's say Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, etc., are influencing people to to create content because they essentially reward them with dopamine yeah. and money because both Facebook and TikTok now have like a creator fund that pays people to do this. But in, in smaller ways, it's always paying us with likes, right? Yeah. And paying us with dopamine. So the they have an incentive to addict you to this phone and I am addicted. So I'm, I'm currently speaking from like that situation, but I, but I just am noting that them doing that then creates advertising opportunities for them and then they get money. So they're getting money from addicting to you to this. And we're all kind of in this cycle and I'm not, I'm not like, I'm probably not going to, get off of social media. I have people on my team that are like off of social media completely. I kind of feel like I have to for my business, but um, it's a, it's a hell of a drug. I'm just going to say that like the cell phone uh, and the, the social media stuff is a hell of a drug. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an addict type person. I'm 12, 13 years sober now. So I, I I'm kind of that type of person. So I, I really struggle with this. This is actually like a problem for me. I'm not trying to like, uh, just confess here in this in this well, podcast, but I struggle for real. Well, I, I listen. I'm on social media. I'm not. I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff on social media. But the thing that you, the, the diatribe you just went to in terms of advertisers and marketing and paying me for this, you didn't tell me what that means to me as the viewer. And that's the mm-hmm. trick, right? The yeah. trick is all these platforms are paying you, the creator, to get audience or like to get people to look at you, but there's not the transition of, okay, what do we do with them next? It's like nothing wrong with it. I wish that I could do enough that the, the TikTok or somebody would pay me. But the fact of the matter is I still want people who influence me or people who get in my life and they start challenging me and they hold me accountable and they bring value to me. That's an influencer. That the yeah. people that are, I think that word is too loosely used in our industry today. Like we're an influencer. What are you influencing? I don't yeah. understand. I need to know what you're influencing to call yourself yeah. an influencer. And so influence to me is somebody who comes into my life or a product or service that comes to my life that revolutionizes or potentially revolutionizes an area of my life that has lack in it. 
And if you're not influencing me in a direction, good, bad, or indifferent, why are you calling yourself an influencer? Basically, they're hired guns for marketing and advertising and nothing wrong with it, but let's not confuse it. You, you know, yeah. influencers are not just people who get a lot of eyes. To me, a true influencer is somebody who can walk into your life with a product or service and it alters the way things are moving for you in a different direction. Yeah. That's somebody yeah. who influences something. Agreed 100%. I feel like you're calling me out. You're calling the audience out. You're saying... What are you ultimately driving towards? Get clear right. on that. And then if you are, and I don't consider myself an influencer, I'll, you know, but I, I appreciate this vibe of like, where are you going with this attention? And how can you get really clear on that and call your, your audience to that? Whether it's your service or it's a leveling up of their life. And I, right. you know, something I think about with our service all the time is like, I want to give time back to entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, ideally we're building a service that takes things off their plates and gives them more time to spend with their families and on things that they're good at and like, Yeah, you know, that's what I'm kind of, that's my, what I'm going towards. And then a lot of the things that I'm like, kind of my allies in this, like sales coaches and different people that I, that I'm talking to and listening to are yeah. also just essentially trying to help them feel more, I guess, feel more powerful in their business, like feel like they actually have some control. If you truly believe in what you're doing and you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the Roofing Academy. Yeah. And feel like, so I see a lot of people that they want to help because there's a lot of people spinning their wheels. You know what I mean? There's a lot of roofing company owners and other people in this industry spinning their wheels and not feeling traction in their business. And that's a that's an unfulfilling place to live. And so I think like ultimately what I want is I want feel people to feel that traction and to feel themselves moving forward, whether it's one day or one year out of your life. I don't want you I want you to feel like you got somewhere. You know what I mean? That there's something like a of uh, real progress in your life and business that you're not, I always say like, I don't want the same problems. Like I want problems, but I don't want the same problems. I want new problems every year. Yeah. And I don't want people to think, nor you to think this is a chastisement against anybody who's using that, but call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I want to know, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys who are doing a lot of things in a lot of different ways that are helping a lot of different people. But I think as a word, and as kind of a subject matter today in its relevance, I don't know that we have a bunch of influencers. I think we have some great marketers. I think we have some great, you know, uh, uh, promoters. And I think we have some people that really understand the mechanics of the technology. They're taking advantage of it and more power to them. But the fact of the matter is I'm looking for people to walk into my life that I'm paying attention to who are going to offer me something that can change my life or at least alter the direction I'm heading in. That's an influencer to me. And most of this, I mean, a lot of the content I see from these <laughs> influencers out there, I'm like, dude, what? Is, I don't really care that you're sitting, holding a flower and you're like petting your dog with the other hand. I'm just saying, and I mean, stuff goes like viral and I'm like, oh my God, how? Yeah, I mean, I'm currently, yeah, I'm currently on the hunt to go viral. I hope uh, I hope everyone knows that by now. 
However, everything I am not able to do it. The, the TikTok algorithm hates me, but I do want to note something real quick. Is I, I'm sure you're just like appalled by that, but you know what's funny? I, I'm looking at the study right now. Apparently, influencer and YouTuber are the second and third most desired jobs of <laughs> kids growing up right now. And number one is doctor. For, doctor, then it's influencer and YouTuber. That is. Mind blowing. That is, that is the last like five years. Like this is a this is a weird big shift in society of people growing up wanting this and like living for it a little bit, which is scary. Yeah, and it don't take eight to twelve years to become an influencer or a YouTuber, right? I mean, like you yeah. have to do to be a doctor. And again, yeah. there's fat money in it. I know that, and the people are really yeah. great at it. It's like, I'm, and mm-hmm. I'm good with it. I wish I could do some more of it. But the fact of the yeah. matter is, that does not make me an influencer because I get eyes on me. It just yeah. doesn't, in my opinion. No, I agree 100. percent I think, you know, it's it's not going to fix your life if you you know, just like money won't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people ruin their lives with money. I, I I always say this quote, but somebody said that more businesses die from indigestion than starvation. And I <laughs> and that really that really stuck with me. There's a lot of businesses that get a lot of business and like whether the the owner has an addiction problem or gambling or um just kind of gets hurt from the amount of business cash flow issues. Yeah. Cash flow issues. So there's a lot of um, kind of phantoms and people are chasing the revenue phantom, not the mm. profit phantom sometimes, or you're not, not phantom, but you know, the revenue, not yeah. profits, there's a lot of phantoms in this industry, I think. Um, and a phantoms for small business owners in general. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So let's get back to the mentor conversation because we talked about, what's that? That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, yeah. you know, one question, Actually, you know what? I'm going to ask you this question, then I want you to talk about the question. But when you're gone, what will people think and say about you, Reggie? Yeah. So uh, that's a really good question, and I've thought about this a lot. And what I really want people to say is whether there was one encounter with me or 100, they left feeling better about themselves and their direction. That's what I want. I mean, I want people to be inspired to become better. I want people to to feel like their personal growth is still ahead of them, not behind. And for them to encounter me and to walk away inspired to do more with whatever's next is really all I care about. I don't, you know, if I can if I can accomplish that, then I feel like I've left the legacy I really want to uh, to leave. And that, you know, so if you think about that in terms of legacy, you can't ever live something. You can't ever leave something you didn't live. Mm-hmm. So you hear a lot of people talking about legacy today, and they just don't, in my opinion, speak enough about how that's built. And the way that's built is the way you live, because the way you live will be the legacy you determine. That's determined, right? So you can't like live forty-five years of your life in one direction. And the next year, um, live a different one and die the next. And then all of a sudden, people forget about the 45 years before. It's critical to realize that every day we live paints some kind of a definition onto the legacy that one people will live, a, live, 
that we'll remember when we're gone. So for me, like when I encounter people through a podcast or I encounter people through out speaking or in, you know, I'm, I'm selling them. I, I want them to walk away going like I'm inspired to do more with whatever's next because of me. Mm. And if I can do that, my life's going to be full. Mm. I love that. I'm, I'm trying to teach people in my company to inspire. You know, I, I, we put a little frame on our desks that says it's part of my job to inspire and motivate. Yeah. And it's a weird thing because I, I talk to our leaders. Our, we have like five um, kind of key leaders mm-hmm. besides myself and my wife. And to say to them, I would need you to inspire. <laughs> and they're like, how? What does that look like? And I'm like, think, just thinking about what it means. What does it mean to inspire? Because le- that is part of leadership, right? Is to inspire people that they could be better and do more is part of your job. And it is part of our jobs as leaders. Like, what does, how do you inspire yeah. when you're leading people? Yeah. So um, I, I think that it, this sounds really like bland and boring, but I think people look to leaders who have consistency and conviction. There's a mm. real consistency to their conviction Mm -hmm. and so it's inspiring to know to me that the people I look to actually accomplish and I can celebrate with them yeah and so you know inspiring people I think is more of an intrinsic thing than it is extrinsic so I think that I can say things because I can motivate people I can motivate people but inspiration almost has to come from within I can say Mm -hmm. stuff and try to pull things out of you or push things into you, but inspiration comes when I decide as an individual internally, I'm going to pull what's needed outside of me to get where I'm going next. Inspiration Mm -hmm. is internal to me. Uh, Motivation is external to me. I Mm -hmm. can't inspire somebody to do something that's not in them. It's, I'm not saying I can't, it's just really hard. Yeah. But if I can provoke you, by motivating you to start really gathering what's in you to prepare you for what's next. And I can kind of keep pushing on you. And if you'll take a little pull inside of you and and, and take what I've motivated you and start acting upon it, that's inspiration to me. We can inspire, we can motivate. I I mean, they're Mm -hmm. inspiring stories, but the fact is my job is to motivate you. Your job is to be inspired enough to take action. Mm, I like it. Um, can we talk a little bit more about anything that you've learned the last couple of years as far as um, leadership goes? Because sometimes finding a mentor is somebody in your company. You know what I mean? And, and um, would you suggest people, let's say, a young employee or a young business owner, how do you, where do you find these people? I think we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit, but like – any other topic or ways to find people that could be mentors? So I would, uh, I would just keep my eyes wide open all the time because here's what I think, Tim. I believe that all of us have a unique gifting that once voice is established, meaning I start speaking, because here's what I think. Not everybody likes what I'm saying, nor should they. They don't belong mm. to me. I don't belong to them. 
But if you're quiet and you just sit on the sidelines and don't do anything to start looking and hearing and voicing who you are so that somebody out there can hear it and it connects with them, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So for me, when I speak, there's a word that I use constantly that everybody, anybody who knows me hears. It's the word metron. And the word metron is my ability to influence the who's I can, who I, who's I can influence here on earth while I'm here. So it's my sphere of influence. And when I speak, there are some people who go like, shut up. And then there are other people who go like, oh, wow, that's what I needed to hear. You see, our voice print has a way of connecting with people emotionally or mentally, spiritually, or however you want to look at it, that creates the connection. What you can't do is try to make something happen that's not ready to happen for you and whoever you're looking to mentor uh, or walk into a deeper relationship with. But you've got to keep your ears and your eyes open to opportunities and people because you're going to run into somebody and you go like, oh, my gosh. And then you're going to think to yourself, if I could ever spend time with them, well, you need to ask. If you're not using company cam, you're in the old ways. You know, if you are taking pictures, you're going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer, having to email them out to people, show somebody, print them out, whatever it is. Company cam has everything you want. You need to yeah. discover and delve a little bit because yeah. you don't know until you ask. And so I do want to know, too, you just got to be careful wanna, not to overlook somebody. Go ahead. I love that. I just want to note here, too, if they are a at all a public figure, let's say Reggie, first you should listen to his podcast. You should listen to some of his podcasts. Yeah. Uh, what's your podcast called again? Live Exposed. Live Exposed. I just want to note that, like, if you're trying to get information slash influence from somebody that you believe has stuff of value, it's good to listen to the public stuff that they have out there first. Because yeah. that's, I think of it as like free mentorship. Like if you, if you really listen to like 10 of Reggie's podcasts, you will in, in a way have mentorship from Reggie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there is an element of like people come to me sometimes, and they ask questions that are really basic. I'm like, you haven't listened to any message. That's okay. I mean, I'll try to answer. I'll try to be of service. But this, I got a half an hour for you today or an hour. Right. And you could get all this information from, I try to do everything I possibly can to give everything I know away all the time. Like, so yeah. it's okay to go and listen to their publicly stated information, their, their videos, their podcasts, if they have them. And I think some people would do well to just go and get the free information because there's a lot of free information that people when are trying people to give. People call away. me. The first thing I ask, and they start talking to me about, "Hey, man, I'd like I really like you to consider pouring into my life. I'd like to be accountable to you." The first thing I ask them is, "What of me have you heard already? Yeah. What makes you want us to? What makes you think you and I want to be in a, di a, a different kind of relationship?" Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I just heard. You've heard what? I make them. And if they, if they, to your point, if they're like, well, I, you know, somebody just told me you're I'm like, dude, you need to go and listen to my podcast. You need to hear some other things. You, we need to date before we get married. Right. I mean, yeah. we need to start it kind of like seeing whether or not this makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, because that's people get enamored quickly with a personality type one way or the other. And they just think that's what I want. Yeah. To your point, grab their content 
and start looking and listening and see if you still feel the same way before you make the call or reach out. Yeah, and I know that you're a God-fearing man as well, so would you say church is occasionally a way to find a mentor? Like, there is a lot of kind of like older men at church that sometimes like know stuff and been around the business world, so would you say that's one option too? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that there's places like that. I don't think it's limited to that, but I mean, Mm -hmm. you've got, before you can ever start thinking about relationships, you've got to plug into some communities. You cannot just mm-hmm. isolate yourself in life mm-hmm. and just hopefully ride in one day from over the mountain into the village and, like, pick a partner to help you with the next part mm-hmm. of your journey. You need to be in communities where you can start knowing yep. people and hearing from people. We can't isolate ourselves and expect a relationship yep. to be built. Whether it's a church, whether it's a faith group, or whatever, whatever it is, you've got to start plugging in, open your ears and open your eyes, digest some content, and then you'll start finding your way in terms of who you really need to be talking about considering as a mentor. Because it's scary out there. There are people that you hear, you get enamored with them, and then you start like really getting into some of their the true way they feel. And, you know, they can lead you down paths we don't belong. And so just be careful. Yeah, I want to note, so events, you know, as we're talking about influencers and the amount of people trying to influence us all the time, right? Yeah. Um, there are so many events. I see people, because they went to one event where they didn't see something of value or something, I can't help because I'm going like seven, this beginning of this next year. I don't think you yeah. should go to seven as a roofer, okay? Yeah. I, I think you should go to a couple a year. I think, it, like, to your point, being part of community is good. And you should go for the community, not just the speakers. And I also think, because I'm a vendor, I'm sure that this is part of it, but you should go for the vendors too. Like actually connecting with vendors is part of the reason I think it's good. I think if you go and you find, you can actually start a relationship with a couple vendors, I think that's part of it. Um, But there's people that get really cynical about events out there. Like there's there's people on Facebook that are just like spreading this like, don't go to any events they're pointless vibe and i always get a little weirded out i'm like you probably go to something like i'm yeah. guessing like you're you're a social person you're probably just going to like local business events more than roofing events i think roofing community is really cool like i think i'm just proud to be in a community like community is good community is good yeah and you know i think that easy that's another thing that bothers me about just the the abundance of social media, as good as it is, sometimes, you know, even good people make bad statements every once in a while, right? Occasionally somebody's going to say something and they'll regret it immediately after they said or posted on Facebook. And so, yeah, like like that time I said I wanted to go viral earlier in the podcast, (laughs) I still am embarrassed by it, but it's true. I do, but I'm embarrassed. no, No big deal. But, I, you know, I think that we did the, the, the roofing community, and I'm part of the, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it, especially with Beacon and being around people that have really thrust me into that industry. And the support that I've got has been, you know, now, do I, does every conference I go through the same to me? No. I mean, are there some better, or, in my opinion, uh, carved out differently in a special way? Yeah. But all of these conferences I've seen are really 
their intent is not really to try to make a bunch of money because it's really hard nowadays to do that, especially yeah. with the major production that goes on in these places. Yeah. But they're trying to offer some value. And this is, Tim, this is what I tell And I've been privileged to speak at some stuff in the past and then coming up again. And I tell people this all the time. Every speaker that comes up, you have the opportunity to take one thing they say. One exactly. thing. Not everything, yeah. one thing. And yeah. like take it home and it become useful for you in your business, maybe with your family or whomever. Just look for that one thing. And I have talked to people in the past who've come to conventions uh, or, you know, these type of events, and they've taken away one thing that has revolutionized their business. Guess what? If you're not there, you wouldn't have got that one thing. So I think mm -hmm. you can find strength in these communities and a lot of value from these conferences. 100 percent what what uh, event are you speaking at coming up so uh i'm i'm speaking at jim johnson has an event called mission retreat i'm leaving next week for that he's got about 70 80 contractors it's not a convention or anything like that it's yeah. just a deal he does every year and then i'm speaking at src um in january and then awesome. i'm doing some i'm doing a, a a retreat up in denver Colorado. I, i'm sorry um oh uh, commercial Roof, I'm sorry, Roofing Summit. It's Randy Brothers puts it on in February. So I'll I'll be at Roofing Summit with you speaking or on a panel, I think, and then yeah. I am I'm doing a breakout at SRC. There we go. Um, so I'll I'll see you. I'll be excited to to um, attend your talk, um, and just so many events. I mean, it's I think it's really fun, but I, I'm also like I'm I'm trying to talk to roofers. Yeah. Um, there's just so, there's a lot of good ones to choose from. I think you should go to a couple. In the off season here, I think they're dope. Um, let's see anything else we should talk about. I really appreciate you talking about the men mentor thing, influencers, and kind of yeah. like trying to find substance and value instead of just seeking to be an influencer. Anything mm -hmm. that you kind of like have that's like, yeah, how you've seen the industry shift over the because you've been around for a little while. How yeah. have you seen the industry shift over the past five years, good and bad? Yeah, a couple of things that I think are really good is that people are more collaborative now than they've ever been. I, I, I've been in roofing since 2010, so 12, 13, almost 13 years now. And, buddy, back when I first started, everybody got in their own corner. They held their stuff close to their chest. And, you know, for me to succeed, you've got a fail mentality. And it's just not like that anymore. And you go to some of these places, you can pick up the phone and call contractors all across the country, and they're just so um, great. Uh, they're just so gracious with their tips, man. I mean, they, they want to help. And I'm, I'm not saying it's that way all the, all everywhere, but I'm seeing a rise in that where people are getting, they're like, I, want, I, I have been blessed. My business is great. And I want to pour out to somebody else and help them. That's been a huge shift. So, you know, where we have a lot of privatization of information and, you know, uh, it's, I don't think it's as much like that. That's been a mm. huge shift. Um, the other Good. thing is I, I think that you can't help talk about roofing and see that there's a whole lot of outside money coming in right now. You know, mm. purchases, these roll-ups, these acquisitions, all of this stuff. And it's changing the landscape of our, our communities in roofing. And so, you know, those have been two big shifts that I have seen over the last, uh, you know, you don't have as many storm chasers anymore. I mean, guys that are just – you know, they pick up and, you know, they go to a place and then once they're, they've 
you know, pulled all the low-hanging fruit, they go on to the next place. I don't think that's as, as viable right now as it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. But the thing I, I, I think I'm most excited about is I think that there is a rise of interest in true personal growth and development. Let me tell you something. You can talk to your blue in the face to me about professional excellence and advancement, but if we're not concentrating or giving attention to us personally developing and dealing with some challenges that we've had in our life over the years, our, our, our top out is capped. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is you can only reach a certain place if, you're, if there are things that are holding you back that are unresolved, that are keeping you personally, they'll affect you professionally. And so one of the things that I would like to leave with this podcast on is guys to realize they need to turn a little bit more introspective for their growth. Mm. You know, there's great coaches, there's great opportunities out there for us. But the fact of the matter is the person you look at in the mirror every morning is going to dictate and drive tons of your success personally and professionally. You cannot neglect that person. And listen, over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of physical kind of opportunities come our way to get in better shape. And I mean, I did 75 hard. I loved all that kind of stuff. I'm calling people now to become mindful of this internal man that's screaming for help in a lot of ways. They've been hurt. You know, there's been disappointment. And they've just kind of hidden it, Tim. And they've just kind of like, I just left it unresolved. And it's eating away at them. And what I do know is this. Once we come to terms with some of the personal issues in our lives, our professional life advances at astronomical rates. I mean, it's just fast and furious. And it creates more advancement for us. But you can't overlook the challenges internally that are holding you back. Personal growth and development is where my heart is right now. Ooh, it's beautiful. And I know that there's a lot more where that came from. If you guys uh, <laughs> listen to Reggie's podcast. Can you say the name one more time for us? Live Exposed. Live Exposed all yeah. over, including I, yeah. I listen on Spotify. But um Appreciate you being on today, man. Thank yeah, you for taking privilege. the time. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? Is there any, uh, do you want to leave anybody with uh, any places to go check out or anything like that? Yeah, well, I'm all over social media. I'm an influencer, Tim. <laughs> hey, buddy, me too. I guess me too, then. We're both on the same track. No, I'm, just, no, I'm, easy, to find. I'm, I'm easy to find on uh, you know Facebook and LinkedIn. And, I mean, those are my primary two places. Instagram, I do some stuff on it. Just reach out to me. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk and, you know, come up and grab me at one of these events that we're at. I'd love to meet you. And, uh, you know, everything has to start somewhere, right? So if you're looking for help, and I might not be that guy. But I know people, Tim knows people. You have to get out and make an effort to attach and connect with people, and they'll help. I mean, they can help more than you think. Don't isolate yourself. And if I can help you, reach out to me. And I know Tim feels the same way. Black eye and all. Black eye and all, bro. And he, he still got up and he's doing the work. That's and right. I, no, I appreciate you spending the time. I, I think this will be impactful and useful to folks. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thanks, guys. Uh, the Hook Better Leads podcast put on by HookAgency.com and Hook Agency on social. All right, bye.